The Essence of Tea, Episode 24. Welcome. You are listening to the Essence of Tea podcast, where we share about the world of tea with you. From tea tastings to tea history and culture to tea education, health, and wellness, the Essence of Tea is your tea companion through your personal transformation and growth. I'm your host, Jenny Jie. Now let's get started. Hello, welcome. I am so excited that you are here with us today. So right now we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube and we are on Twitter. So we're doing a live podcast with our special guest, Elle from The Mindful Root. Yeah, Mindful Root. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on today. Yes. Go ahead and share with everyone a little about yourself and what you do. Okay. So my name's Elle. I'm the founder of Mindful Roots Tea. Um, I started the company in 2019. Um, I grew up having herbal teas when I was little. Um, my mum used to make me teas for stomach aches. So I used to have like um, uh, peppermint tea or ginger tea. She used to give me in Jamaica. We're very big on herbals as well. Um, and then I lived in Vancouver for two years. Um, with an Indian family and they used to have chai all day every day Um, but my favorite was the masala chai and that's the one with the the nice spices in it with the ginger and it's usually quite creamy because they add evaporated milk and that's one of my favorites Um, so I kind of became a bit obsessed with tea at that point Um, and then in 2018 um, I wanted to learn more about tea so I um, with the UK Tea Academy, I did the Tea Champion um, workshop um, and I became a tea, tea champion, learning about all the different processes, how it's all made, um, where the tea, teas come from and all that kind of stuff. So uh, and then in 2019, I decided I was going to launch my company. And um, that led us to today. So um, last year, even though we had lockdown, I still managed to win two great taste awards for two of my blends. So I was really, really happy about that. Um, And also I've been named as um, 100 of the UK's most inspirational um, business, female business leaders um, by F Entrepreneur. Um, And they're I also 100 campaign. So, yeah. How exciting. Yeah, I was really excited about that one. So, Yeah, we have so many people watching right now. We have Be Happy Designs on Instagram. We have Mindset um, Coach Lucy. We have a bunch of other people I just want to say hello to um, who are just watching from all over the world. So if you're watching right now, say mm-hmm. hello because I am actually in Fairbanks, Alaska, where it is minus 17 degrees Fahrenheit. It is very, very cold. You might be watching from somewhere a lot warmer. Elle is in the UK. What is it like there? Um, so it's not that cold here. We, we do Celsius. So I think it's maybe about, it's, it's about four degrees here. So it's not, not below. Um, <laughs> yes, it's warm compared to you. But yeah, it's about six o'clock at night here. For you, it's about 9 a.m. So <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. And we do have viewers from all over the world. So we're so glad that they're joining us who are other tea fans or people who are interested in health and wellness where mindfulness is extremely important. Now, it is important to take care of our bodies, of what we consume and what we do and what we're surrounded by. But also mindfulness is another component of holistic living. Would you like to share a little bit about that? Sure. So um, I personally suffer from anxiety. Um, and at one point it got very bad in the say around about 2017, 16, 17. Um, but I found that tea is a great way to help um, kind of ease the mind and calm you down. Um, a lot of people think that mindfulness is, they kind of cross it with meditation. So um, it's kind of like sitting in a room, listening to music, calming music and like having thoughts run through your head but that's not necessarily what mindfulness is and that's part of it but um being mindful can um change the makeup of our brains so um it can help us deal with um our thoughts uh, and the way we react to our emotions to our to certain situations um and it can help to pause those patterns that we have patterns of thought that we have in our brains that kind of go around in a circle so it kind of gives us a break from all of that and the way that you can practice it is um there's kind of three techniques so you you observe um so you observe your, your surroundings you kind of use your um, senses so you observe the sounds that you can hear you observe um the tastes in your mouth or the smells that are around you and um, the next is um in your thought pattern, being able to describe what it is you're seeing, but in a non-judgmental way. So um, it's kind of um, being more fact-based. So mm -hmm. it's like giving a police report, like he was five foot ten or, you know, um, describing the way someone, you might think someone's angry, but you don't use the word angry. You'd be like, oh, the, the, the eyebrows are furrowed or, you know, the eyes are wide or, you know, you kind of just... It's kind of like taking control of the situation and not adding those descriptive words, those feelings yeah. into it, which is yeah. really important to claim when some people feel like that way of speaking or listing out, some people are more emotional and other people are more factual. Yeah. And so emotional people might not get along as well with people who are factual because they think they're being mean or strict when in fact they're just trying to look at it at a very objective playing field so that they can assess the situation, which I think what you're saying right now is very, very fascinating and very important to claim the difference. Yeah, it is. I think it's it's helping you to compartmentalize your emotions as well and to, to be able to kind of have an overall picture of it. So you're not just focusing on that tiny little detail either. It's also giving you the bigger picture um, and you're not weighing as much emotion onto that. Um, so I think it's it's a really great way to give your brain a break <laughs> in, in a way. Um, oh, yeah. So you don't feel overwhelmed for sure. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because I, I suffer. I get overwhelmed quite a lot because um, I end up doing so much. And I'm sure, as you know, as a small business owner, your brain is just 
like in a hundred different places all at once when you know you've got so much to do. But taking that one mindful moment um, and just taking that time to really sit and slow your mind down and focus on one thing is really important. Um, I was going to give you an example today. So I know when I spoke with Lucy, we were talking about um, chai, but today I thought I would actually talk to you about oolong. So I've got oolong here. That's my favorite tea. That's what I'm having right now. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. See you in sync. Um, so this is actually a tea quenyin. So it's just a, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Iron Goddess of Mercy. Um, so a way that you would be mindful with your tea, for example, would be, um, I say you can you can do it from the very first moment you start boiling your kettle by, you know, the way you run run the kettle, water in the kettle, you know, plugging it in, you hear the sound, you can hear see the steam coming out. But I think um, my guy one's really cute because it's uh, see-through, and so you can actually see the leaves as they steep. So even just paying attention to that, um, because you normally steep it for about three to four minutes um, for the first steep. But you can also see the um, leaves um expanding and opening and even just sitting and observing that for three minutes will really help to calm your mind I've got to try and do it on both (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you just um so what you would observe is you'd observe the leaves opening up you might observe the the color coming out into Mm. the water you might you'll see the steam I don't know if you can see it in there but I can see the steam coming up I can feel the temperature of the glass so all these things really help to um, slow the mind. Um, I will show you it again in a little bit. Let's just uh, <laughs> leave that to uh, open up a bit first. Um, and then, of course, once it's been steeped, it's the tasting of it. So you can taste you have the different flavors that are coming through from your tea. So it's always really important just to, you know, take that moment and be present and be focused. Yeah, for sure. It's like anytime we feel overwhelmed about something, it's probably because we haven't compartmentalized what is actually happening. So it's very interesting that you said that you suffered from anxiety and Mm -hmm. now you've learned these different things to deal with anxiety. For me, my situation was most of my life, I suffered from depression, like deep depression. I would have high highs and I would have even deeper lows. And my mind would go to that place where I almost ended my life several times. And so for me, I didn't actually feel the anxiety. It was the overwhelm. It didn't even feel like anxiety. Anxiety is like the in-between. It's like the steam coming up out of the teapot. Mm -hmm. Mine was just like, normal and then full on boil. And so for me, I don't even understand anxiety because once I feel the steam, it's already too late for me. So my personality now that I'm adult is very structured Mm -hmm. and linear in order to compartmentalize things where as a business owner, Sometimes people who work with you or work for you don't understand that your mind is so full of different responsibilities, just like a parent, just like a bunch of people who are going through these things nowadays. Mm -hmm. And the fact that some people almost push it aside 
just say, oh, I'm just going to put on some relaxing music. It doesn't necessarily deal with the issues. No, mindfulness, the being mindful won't help you solve the problem, but it does help you deal with the emotion. So it's, mm-hmm. it gives you another way to look at that emotion that you're feeling. Um, and maybe it gives you that headspace in order for you to try and problem solve and to figure out what it is that you need to do next. But that, that's an important thing to note that it's not going to solve all your problems, but it will just help to ease them a little bit. Um, but yeah, as you said, being a business owner, um, you, you're, there's so much, there's opportunity for overwhelm at every, every turn, every corner, um, and anxiety and depression do kind of go hand in hand. Um, and it's really important for, so you, you know, that what your levels are, which is good. Some people don't know those different levels and they don't, um, they can't see, the depression coming or they can't see the anxiety coming. It just happens. And I think mindfulness also gives us uh, a chance to realize um, the kind of um, space that and time that we need to figure out where those limits are. And um, I think once you can step back a bit and you see little cues, so things like you might notice your breathing changes or um, your head just gets so busy and frantic, and then you know that you're starting to get into that kind of anxiety or overwhelm. And that's when you know that you need to step back and, and really just have a break. So, but you need to be able to get to that point where you can actually notice this because not everyone does notice it at first. And then the more you practice it, the the easier or the better it becomes. And I always call it a practice because no one can really, you you can't really master your mind, but you can, (laughs) you know, but you can help it along. Um, And you can start to recognize the cues um, that lead you into a point where we, where you don't necessarily want to be. So Yeah. Yeah. I find it's definitely more like an exercise, like you said, like practicing. Like if you I'm just going to let you know that I usually am very involved with sports, but with covid, I did none. I'm extremely out of shape. My husband set me up with a stationary bike at home. I normally can bike for an hour. I am so overwhelmed at like five minutes that I want to shut down. But I need to work my way back up to that. And so every day we have different tasks, different problems or different situations, not necessarily problems, just Mm -hmm. tasks on our plate that might seem like a problem. Mm -hmm. And we need to start using those execution muscles of, you know, compartmentalizing or prioritizing so Mm -hmm. things don't shut us down every Mm -hmm. single time yeah so every time we do a new task a new lesson a new class and we haven't been practicing that type of those type of skills per se it's Mm -hmm. like getting those skills in in tuned where you're comfortable but if we were to shut down every time we felt uncomfortable every time we felt yeah uncomfortable then we're going to get nowhere that that's true i mean a lot of people when they they're kind of scared of their their emotions and so they will tend to hold them back and that's why 
Breathing is really, really, really important. Um, even, yeah, if just, you just took a deep breath, that's, that's exactly what you need to do, you know? Um, even just taking that one deep breath and holding it for four seconds and then just releasing it slowly for four seconds or longer, that can really help to calm the mind as well and calm the body. Because a lot of the times we kind of shallow breathe. So when we breathe, we're not using our whole um, diaphragm and we don't breathe into our stomach. And so kind of around our stomach areas where we hold a lot of our emotions. And I learned this through my acting. So I used to do acting a, a long time ago. And um, when we did our, our voice classes, um, I remember there was one day like I I just got so emotional and I literally couldn't stop crying like the whole time, like pretty much like an hour or so after the class, I was still really emotional, but that was because I was holding so many emotions in, in, in my stomach that I just couldn't. Um, I, it all just came out by doing our breathing exercises or our, our sounds or, you know, even singing, you get, that's where all your emotion comes from. And a lot of people will suppress it and not breathe into it and not try to release it. So, um, it can build up over time. And I think that's where a lot of people end up having their kind of breakdowns or having their, you know, that overwhelming feeling is because they've been holding it back for so long. So as a way to help deal with, with that, you do have to practice mindfulness. And it doesn't have to be like half an hour sitting there doing stuff. It can be a few moments that you catch throughout the day. So like one, you're breathing. Two, you know, having your mindful moment with your tea. Sit still. <laughs> you know, um, even driving. When you're driving, you could just be focusing on the road, focusing on what you're doing. You're just turn off you're, the music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, turn off the music. You know, um, if you have a thought, you might want to just stay with that one thought for for a minute. Or if it's like a really negative thought, you want to just um, observe it. Don't judge it. Just be like, okay, that that's the thought that I'm having, and then you just kind of release it. You don't. You kind of don't pay attention to it, and and so that's that's an important thing to note. Or if you're at work and I, I did a video um, on Monday, yesterday's um, about multitasking, multitasking is not being mindful because your brain is in a hundred different places. And you, I, sometimes I find I, I still do that. And when I do do that, when I'm jumping around from task to task, I have to actually actively tell myself to stop and then just focus on that one thing because it actually makes you more productive by focusing on the one thing than jumping around with your brain in lots of different places. And it makes you more relaxed in the long run if you trust the process. Mm -hmm. So for me, I have a daily schedule that I review every beginning of the week on Sundays. Mm -hmm. And if I do not have my schedule, I know I will fill it with whatever <laughs> a million different thoughts and then get so frustrated with myself that I have nothing done. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, I have so many things to get done, but if I do not just devote that one time and, and while I'm doing that task and go, Nope, can't think about that thing. You have your turn later. <laughs> just focus for that hour on that thing yeah it's so true because I mean I have a problem with my brain shutting off because I and and I think 
like you said, your business is a bit like your child and there's always something that you have to do with it. There, it never ends. The list never ends. And um, so even when you get, when I get to the weekend, I find I actually end up working um, before I was working pretty much seven days a week. This year I've decided I do need to take at least one full day off. So I try and like make either my Saturday or my Sunday where I actually just try and do nothing or just watch Netflix or do something where my brain doesn't have to think as much. Um, so I try to just do that for one day a week <laughs> um, if I can if I can do it for two great but generally Sunday I end up kind of preparing my stuff for the follow for the next week coming up so it's um it's still active but um yeah I, I still try to make that time I'm really bad with my exercise as well you were talking about being more active and I think um since starting my business I think I definitely have been a lot more sedentary I have try to exercise and do more which is actually really good for mental health and and um you know helping to get your endorphins going and and that's why and your hair your circulation that breathing it relaxes like everything in your shoulders um for me i played flute growing up and so there's a lot of air that you have to control when you blow into your flute Mm -hmm. and so i'm very fortunate to have learned that skill when I was a child because it was natural as an adult that when I speak, I speak with my diaphragm. But you're right. When you start getting stressed out, you just start say short words, <laughs> little sentences. And then you your posture starts to change. Mm-hmm. And, and then those muscles start to contract Mm -hmm. And they don't choose to relax. And then that whole thing goes up to your head and causes migraines and headaches. I can, I can attest to that because I, I do, I get uh, not just my um, headaches. I get feeling in my shoulders that just the tension in my shoulders is so tight um, that I do. I, but then again, that's why also mindfulness does help because it just helps to kind of ease that tension a little bit, but it's no no excuse not to do exercise let's put it that way it's yeah, true. <laughs> exercise is very important but even that again like you were saying even if you're building yourself up to doing it for an hour I mean even if you're just doing 15 minutes 20 minutes a day then oh, that's five minutes right now <laughs> That's more than today. <laughs> I have found some really good ones online though, um, on on Instagram as well that um really do get you going, and their energy is just really good. Um, and I have other friends who practice, um, who are like teach meditation and yoga, and they're they're really good classes to attend as well. Um, during the first lockdown, I was doing things like salsa and zumba and like things like that because I really enjoy the kind of dancing side. So it was, it's really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lucy says, even five minutes while you wait for your tea to brew. That's yeah. a great idea. <laughs> yeah. So as you can see, my leaves are starting to uh, open, open up even more now. I think my water was just a little bit too um, cool. So it's taking a bit longer to open, but they are looking really nice. Um, I don't know if you can see see them there. <laughs> I don't know. I like the unfurling of them. Yeah, and the colors changed a lot too. You get that nice pale color. Uh, it's really good, and it tastes lovely. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite um, 
oolong is the Tikwanian oolong. It's got that. So, it's, it's not exactly a milky oolong, but it does have that kind of creaminess to it. That slight kind of milkiness to it. Yeah, the mouth feel. Yeah, the mouth feels really good. <laughs> so, what is your favorite exercise to do? My favorite exercise but I have not done it in so long because I have to have a certain environment was I actually grew up as a um, competitive jump roper. Oh, wow. Crazy as that sounds, I've been to nationals twice and I um, always place top 10 in the country for my event. So I kind of need space, almost like a dance studio to do Mm -hmm. that. And it is so cold outside. I cannot do that outside. My rope will snap. <laughs> and when I went to college, I actually joined the number one team in the country at the time. They've even been on America's Got Talent, um, wow. the Today Show, um, Good Morning America, or some other things like that. Definitely. So before I went to college, I actually got a letter in the mail to audition for Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> so I thought about going to do that. But I was also the first person to graduate from high school and go to college from my family. So I just was like, I'll do the responsible thing. (laughs) That would have been an interesting experience for you, though, if you had gone, but we found tea instead. So, (laughs) Oh, yes, that's for sure. Yeah, but my background is actually in health and wellness. Those were my two previous careers was athletic training, which is sports medicine and physical education K through 12. So for a person who knows all about exercise science, (laughs) <laughs> I hardly exercise at all right now. Well, my partner teaches PE and he's always telling me, you need to go do more exercise. You need to do this. Like, yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> yeah, that's why I just integrate it. Like Lucy said, do it five minutes between when your tea is brewing. For yeah. me, it's like I... That's why I set up my bike inside the house because I can't bike outside right now. And it is my actual personal road bike that I normally bike in the summer with. But in between Zoom sessions or meetings or if I have something to learn or watch for business, then I try to actually do it for like five minutes. Then I'll be winded and then I can't pay attention. But then it kind of calms me down, actually, because I'm exhausted. And then I just kind of have a stillness which is important. I think think, uh, that is really, I think even if you're watching TV or something like that, even just doing a jog or, you know, or riding your bike in front of the TV whilst you're watching is actually a good way of getting around it. Cause then you're not actually focusing on the exercise either. You're just focusing on the TV. (laughs) I'm distracted with something else. So (laughs) But I really, really enjoyed you coming on here and sharing about mindfulness. So your business is called Mindful Root. Do you mind explaining that? Sure. So um, as I said, I do suffer with anxiety. And um, so when I was thinking of names for the company, I really, um, what's the word? I really connected well with the the word mindful. one, because of anxiety, two, because of the practice of being mindful, and three, um, uh, paying attention to the traditional remedies um, 
that are used and the ingredients that are used for traditional remedies to help with wellness. So um, I thought that would fit perfectly with the, the company that I wanted to um, start. So um, Roots also has a has a double meaning. So in Jamaica, I'm half Jamaican, half Scottish. And um, in Jamaica, it's like going back to your roots. So it's like tradition and family again. Um, and then it's also the kind of roots that we use in our tea. So like the ginger or the turmeric or, you know, that kind of those kind of things. Um, and then obviously tea or tisane. So it's, it's the infusions that we make with the tea. So everything I choose and, and, and the tagline is tea with intention because everything is done with the intention of, you know, um, pay, being respectful to culture, being respectful to, to remedies. Um, but at the same time, the company also, um, I wanted it to be fun. So um, you can actually have teas that are um, have all these health benefits, but you can make them fun by you can turn them into like cocktails or you can, um, you know, have them as a nice tea or not just your traditional ways of brewing, which I love as well. But <laughs> Um, I, it just gives you an alternative. And also I wanted to create teas that didn't have that kind of medicinal taste to them, but the flavors oh, were yeah. like really <laughs> lovely and come through really like mix well together. Um, Lucy's saying my chai is good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that one I was saying, it took me two years to come out with because uh, although it's my one of my favorite teas, to get it right was really important to me. Um, to make sure that you didn't get the bitterness of the tea and you get all the spices and the flavors coming through, but a balanced note. So one's not stronger than the other. I mean, the ginger is quite powerful in that, but then you get the spices coming through after. So um, it's, it is really important that there is an underlying wellness benefit to them, but then there's still this fun element as well. So, yeah. And you said in there, even your packaging has mm-hmm. mindfulness, purposefulness, intent with that too. Yeah, it does. So um, we try and use, um, we try to be as environmentally friendly as we can. So our pouches are also degradable. They will break down over time. They go in your normal rubbish and then they will break down over time. Um, are the boxes I send out, so... If they're not like a gift box um, and they're just general everyday tea, we will reuse boxes and, and send them out from boxes that we have um, uh, to be recycled, reuse and recycled that way. Um, if they are, um, even the package tape that we use, is all paper packaging. So it's the paper tape that goes over it. So that could be recycled as well. Um, even the cards that we put inside, they're, they're recycled paper cards and things like that. So everything has been thought about um, before it's, it's done and sent to you. So even the ink, so I use a stamp for some of my things and that even that's vegan ink as well. So it's made for vegetables. So it's really, really important that we preserve our environment as well. So, Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. And I thought it was very interesting that you're like learning more about the different health benefits of teas and using that in your creations. And you have just recently signed up for our Essential Immune Boosting Tea Workshop. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it because um, 
I don't, I don't know everything and I'm not going to admit to knowing everything. So, um, but I love to learn and I love to learn more about wellness and tea and how it affects our everyday lives. Um, and I, I recommend teas to my friends and family whenever they're sick. I'm like, oh yeah, have some lemon and ginger, have, you know, turmeric, you know, have, the, I, I always am recommending, um, I practice what I preach basically. So I, I recommend them and I also take them myself. Um, and I, I've always been a person who really enjoys just natural remedies. I don't, I don't really like taking pills. I don't really like taking painkillers or anything like that. So, and the only, only time I take it is if I really need it. Um, apart from that, I try and do everything all naturally. So when I can, when I have an opportunity to learn more, I try and take it. So, yeah. Yeah, well, we're very excited for you to join us at the end of February for the Essential Immune Boosting Tea Workshop. And you should be getting your teas any day. So if anyone is really interested in taking this workshop, we include the teas that we'll be going over. It will be a two-day workshop. And it'll be done live, but you'll be able to watch the replays for up to a week. And you literally can ask me all the questions that you want about the health benefits of tea and how it works physiologically. So like I was mentioning earlier, my background is sports medicine. It's not in herbal medicine, but my grandmother actually was the local Chinese medicine woman oh, wow. in Hong Kong. So I'm born in Hong Kong. My Mother grew up in Hong Kong. After I was born, we moved to the United States. And so growing up, we always took Chinese medicine that didn't taste that great. <laughs> Some strange herb or food item or whatever and mash it and make it into like a medicine. But we grew up with my parents being professional chefs. And it was actually culturally normal to my immediate family, not to my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, but to my immediate family, that food was medicine. Mm -hmm. So we we never thought about it as taking medicine necessarily unless we were very sick. And then it was that weird black, thick liquid. And then they would cook it up on the stove. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to have to drink that. But some of the stuff tasted absolutely amazing, different tassans that you would use. And so as I started my tea company, and learning more about tea, I'm like, hey, that's the thing that mom would make on the stove for inflammation. Um, there's this Cantonese term called yi hei, and it has to do with the balance of the energy of hot and cold in your body. So I grew up with that kind of philosophy. Mm -hmm. And so when we looked at different foods growing up, it was very normal. Like my mom would be like, oh, that one's a cool food. That's a hot food or things like that. Mm -hmm. And people are just starting to understand that in more of like Western culture. But yeah. if you look in tea, it also does the same thing because it's a plant. All yeah. plants that come from nature have that kind of energy, um, whether it's hot or cold in that balance. Mm -hmm. So it's very fascinating how far you can go into, quote unquote, boosting your immune system, but it's not really boosting it and your, you know, antibodies or antigens and things like that. It's really looking at how to holistically approach your life 
mm-hmm. with what you're consuming and what you are doing. But we do go into the deep science of that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's about nourishing your body, isn't it? It kind of gives your body that nourishment. And tea, um, it was discovered in 2737 BC, the tea plant. Um, and he was a herbalist who just, Shenong was a herbalist who discovered it. Um, but ever since it was discovered, it was actually used um, in apothecaries as medicine. So, you know, it has been around a very long time and being used for that purpose. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Definitely so, one of the ones Thank you so much for joining us today. So, Elle, where can they find out more about you? I mean, you're in a completely different country than us. <laughs> I am. But at the moment, currently, I actually only supply the UK and especially because of Brexit. So we need that kind of put the spanner in the works. But um, we do, you can find us on our website, mindfulrootstea.co.uk. And you can find us on all the socials at mindfulrootstea. Um, and yeah, just thank you so much for having me on today. I was um, I'm so thankful for you to um, bring me on to talk about mindfulness in particular. So, and I can't wait for the workshop. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm so excited for you to get your tea in the mail because the tea is actually included this time and we try to expedite yours to make sure that you had it in time. (laughs) That's why I'm like, any day it should be arriving. I'm sure it will be. It's probably just delays because of COVID or whatever. Nice. Thank you so much, Elle, from The Mindful Roots. And like she said, check her out on social media, on her website. She supplies to the UK. And thank you so much for being so impactful for all of our listeners, wherever they're listening to podcasts or social media this time. And we hope and wish for everyone to have a wonderful day and a more improved lifestyle sip by sip. By the way, if you want to learn more about the health benefits of tea, join us for our Essential Immune Boosting Tea Workshop. We're opening it up February 25th and 26th. It includes six sessions and all the teas you need to get started. It's only $97, so sign up today at sippingstreams.com because you don't want to miss this amazing opportunity.